good morning, depending when I decide to post this, America. This is Danger Close, USA Resistance Podcast Radio, and this is your host, Jeff Kaufman, your hard-working, blue-collar, American a-hole. I'll take that title. I like that title. My favorite song is Dennis Leary's asshole song. If I had it right now, I'd play it. That would be my intro song to every podcast from this day forward. Have I ever told you how much I love Metallica? (sighs) Yeah, I like Metallica. I uh, have been a Metallica fan ever since I was like 12 years old. Some kid I went to school with gave me the Kill 'Em All album. Or let me borrow it, I can't remember. And I was uh, a guitarist, a wannabe guitarist. I had a little amp. I had a guitar, and it was a bass amp. It wasn't even the right configuration. I had a six-string guitar plugged into a bass amp. Whoa, what's that in the road? And uh, I just jammed and jammed until I figured out that, you know, I had the wrong stuff, man. I had the wrong stuff. So eventually, uh, I ended up with, like, six guitars. I had a PV something Carvin or no I had a Carvin Pro something head on a PV Butcher with like I don't even remember how many speakers I was in this little band it was once upon a time called Mr. Daydream and then it turned into belligerence and we never got signed at least from what I understood until after I left the band. I don't know the whole story. It's probably not all true, but... I was good. I was pretty exceptional at the guitar. I mean, as far as heavy metal playing, and and I didn't do cover tunes. I never played a single cover tune the whole entire time I was a teenager. Wannabe rock star. I uh, once read Eddie Van Halen... An interview by Eddie Van Halen, uh, I think it was Rolling Stones, or maybe it was High Times, I don't remember. And uh, he said something that I think was also said by a famous painter. That uh, the duplication of someone else's work is the greatest form of flattery in the artist world. And it's also a giant, huge waste of energy and intelligence. I don't know if it was Eddie Van Halen said that or I, I can't remember. I really don't remember. Um, but those words held true throughout my guitar play. I never duplicated anybody else's music. Ever. And it wasn't because I couldn't or it wasn't because I wasn't talented enough. As a lot of people try to tell me over the years, 
is because I believed firmly that duplicating someone else's music is just a waste of time. There's no originality in it. There's no anything. I mean, nobody gets signed nowadays because they sang a Cream song or, you know, covered uh, the Rolling Stones or, I mean, you just, and a lot of people don't understand that. I mean, no one's going to sign you because you can sing someone else's music. You might be able to do it better than them or you might have a, a different way of, you know, reproducing their music or or whatever. You might totally trash their, song, their original song and make it more pulp culture or something. I made that up. But you'll never duplicate the original artist who wrote it. You'll never be able to take any credit for it and have it be your song. It's always going to be someone else's music. So therefore, I do not duplicate other people's music. I just never put the energy into it. As I read somewhere when I was a kid. One of my favorite guitarists, I think it was Eddie Van Halen, said that, you know, playing someone else's music is the greatest form of flattery to the original artist. And it's true. You're just playing someone else's music. There's no originality in it. You're wasting time. If you're a true artist, you don't paint Picassos. You paint Euros. Whatever the hell you are uh, painting. <sighs> that was dumb. So I got a, a DM on Twitter. Someone asked me what I thought of the whole uh, Jeff Bezo thing. I said we all should just put dick pics up in solidarity. And stand in solidarity with Jeff Bezo. Just have it like a... I support Jeff Bezo and just post our dick pics. And just say, look. Fuck you, National Enquirer. I don't know. I think it's funny that the guy's name is Pecker. I'm sorry. I got uh, my name's Pecker. I got pictures of your Pecker. I'm also gonna blackmail you and try to extort you. Stupidly enough, through email. So uh, yeah, that's a hell of a lawsuit. I think Jeff Bezos is gonna end up owning National Enquirer. And again, another DM asking me what I thought of the Soto. And I already, I made a, I already did a podcast earlier today talking about it. And I'll reiterate. Actions speak louder than words. I know everybody's saying that he said this wonderful thing, made this wonderful speech. And Donald Trump had finally become a president. Someone actually wrote that. It was the most presidential moment of his entire presidency. <laughs> Sorry, I'm having a moment. No. Um, actually, I just thought they were words. Uh, actually, I thought they were well-rehearsed words. Actually, I thought uh, he must have made that speech in, like, a perfect rehearsed way. I don't know how. I don't know how he could have rehearsed it. Not saying he actually did. But what I am saying is when he spoke, he ended each sentence with this like almost like a a preordained applause must happen now. I was actually thinking to myself, there must be some sign behind him saying, 
you know, flashing the lights, you know, the, the word applause every time he finished the sentence. Because it was like he was waiting. You know what I mean? Are you with me? It was like he was waiting. Like every every time he finished a sentence, he was waiting for that applause. Like it was gonna happen. And again, I'm 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 just saying, I'll be honest, I it's just words. I could go out there and say the same damn thing. You know, I'm I'm just I'm just saying. Actions speak louder than words. It, it all this stuff that he said, everything that he said. It resounded to me, it seemed to me, it reverbed, reverb. It, it seemed to me that we have a man who's telling you he's trying to do his best, that he's doing all these great things. But if he fails, it's going to be on, uh, on the uh, account of somebody else. If the president fails, it's on the account of because of these people type thing. Basically setting the playground up. He's saying he's going to do all these wonderful things, but if he fails, basically... I mean, this is my summary of the Soto. This, you know, I... Uh, I really wanted to believe when I listened to him about five minutes in or so, that maybe he was actually going to pull it off. Maybe he was going to shake the shackles of my belief that he's crooked, that my belief that there's something wrong with him, maybe he'll shake it off. But as he continued, and then he got to that one moment where he made that little stupid, ignorant thing he said about if there's there can be only war if there's an investigation. I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying, it was, it rhymed. We can have peace in legislation, but only war if there's an investigation. I mean, I, I, I might not be word for word there, but it was the way he said it. Like, I, I don't know, it was like right out of the movies. You know, it was like the mob boss talking to, you know, the jury. <laughs> I, I I don't really know how to put it into words. I uh, I would respect the things he said more if it wasn't him saying them. That anybody can rehearse a speech. Anybody can write down words for themselves. An attempt to orchestrate or manipulate the public opinion. You can't just change everything with a speech. That's it's kind of like. All right, I don't know how many people out there have teenage kids. Well, it's kind of like you have a teenage son. All right, he steals your car. He gets caught. You ground him. About a week into his grounding, he comes out and he tells you, Mom, Dad, I really made a mistake. I, uh, I really screwed up. Um, I'll never do it again. I, uh, I promise I'll clean my room. I'll, uh, I'll do chores. I'll listen to what you tell me. I'm really sorry. 
And then he uh, pulls uh, the whole, uh, and mom, dad, um, can I borrow the car? I'm just saying, you know, can I, uh, I gotta, my friend Bob, he's having a sleepover and uh, we're gonna go party. And uh, No, I'm just saying, I, I don't know if you can understand what I'm trying to say. I, I think maybe you can figure out what I'm trying to say. It was kind of like listening to a teenager try to tell you what you wanted to hear. In the meantime, having a total alternate agenda. I don't know if anybody else can catch on to what I'm trying to say. It's the, it's the vibe. It was the overall impression that I got. Like, I'm telling you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you of all these great things. I'm going to say all these wonderful things. But in the end, I've got an agenda, and I'm still going to do what I've been doing for the last two years. That's what I heard. Can I give him the benefit of the doubt? I tried. Again. Like, all right. I'm going to listen to this guy. It's been a day and a half, two days, whatever. I remember. I didn't even listen. I didn't watch it. Let's just put it that way. I watched an unedited recording. And I only got about, I don't know. I got long enough into it to think he's just buttering his bread. I mean, that's all this guy's doing. He's just telling us what he wants us to hear. That was my impression of the Soto. The State of the Union address was like listening to someone try to give you what you wanted to hear on a silver platter that unless I see better actions than words, I'm just going to take it as words. I'm just going to take it as an empty promise until fulfilled. He wants to make this country great again, and everybody sits there and says he's doing all these great things and all these wonderful things. But he's also doing a whole bunch of bullshit. And he's also up to his eyeballs in what Robert Mueller is investigating. And I I don't want this to seem like it's an orchestrated an attack against a president who fairly won an election. I want this to be what it is. And it, and it is what it is. It's an investigation into a man who may have colluded with Russia in order to win an election and who may have been heavily criminally involved with Russian money laundering and a plethora of other criminalities that I do not think represent American values in this country. And him being as divisional as he is, I do not respect Donald Trump, so therefore his words to me are mute. Because he's shown me for the last two years what I can expect under Donald Trump. A few words in front of the United States Congress and Senate in front of the American people mean nothing to me. Because actions speak louder than words, and that's what I'm waiting for. I, My personal opinion of Donald Trump, whether I liked him or not, I should have the ability to remember the last two years. 
and what I've come to expect from the Trump, uh, the Trump presidency, which has been a, a huge failure. Look at the economy. Look at this. Blah 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 blah. I've heard it all, folks. I don't. I don't care about that. What I care about is the consciousness of my fellow Americans, and whether or not we're happy with what we see in here, whether or not we're happy with how we're being represented, whether or not we're happy with our allies being shit on, whether we're happy with how our economy, not how well we're doing, but how we've come about to do that, what it took to do that. I want my country to do well. Bottom line. That's my bottom line. I want my country to do well, but not at the cost of our standing in this world. Not at that cost, no. I'm not going to tolerate that. I don't want to see that happen. And there's a parking spot over here. But apparently it might. Oh, sugar boogers. My parking spot. You know what? I'm going to give him a little more time. I'm, uh, I'm on my way to pick up my son. That's why I got quiet there. I'm at the school and he's not here yet. Bus isn't here. looky-looky as I drive. I figured I'm going to go get something to drink. I mean, that's just the way I feel about everything. I, I really, I, I don't have the mustard to give him credit until I see things change. And I mean changes in how he's handling this country. How he's placating to one aspect of this nation, one part of this nation. How he's creating an avenue for people to be hateful. I I don't want that for this country. I want what defines America, which is the diversity of this country, and how we come together as a country that's what I want to define my country. I don't want a, a man with a piss poor persona, a narcissist, to damage my country. That's not what I want. And so far I've seen nothing but damage coming through the pipeline from Donald Trump. And it's in the little things, the stupid things. I've lost a lot of respect for Donald Trump. And I never really had any to begin with. I never liked the guy anyways when he was a reality star or whatever the hell he is. Never liked him. Never had any respect for Donald Trump at the beginning. Didn't have any respect for him when he ran. And I definitely didn't get any more respect for him after he became president. And his ego went through the fucking roof. I lost all respect for him. Not gonna lie. I mean, the guy went from... Eh. To, oh my god, what the hell. <laughs> Let's just be honest about it. 
So uh, the State of the Union address was not, uh, it did not uh, suit me. I did not feel any more comfortable with him being president before or after that. That's God's truth. officer, please don't arrest me. I need to get gas. Sorry, I'm quiet. For those who don't know, my name is uh, Jeff Kaufman. I host Danger Close USA Resistant Podcast Radio. And uh, my studio is actually my family vehicle. I'll be right back. Coolest things I've ever encountered in my entire life. God honest truth. Well, I lived in uh, South Carolina for a little while. And uh, I remember going to an Aztec gas station. And you could pay at the pump in cash. Took cash at the, at the, at the pump. And gave change. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Why I, I more gas stations don't adopt that policy, I don't know. It, it's a genius policy. Of course, it takes a job away from somebody. But that's one jo- That's one time I wouldn't mind someone else not being, I mean, someone not being on a register. Because when I go to a gas station, I don't want to go in the gas station. I want to pay for my gas and go. I mean, if that's my purpose for stopping at a gas station... That's what I do. I don't want to have a second uh, reason. I don't want to go into a gas station. I want to go, I want to get my gas, I want to go home. I don't, unless I have to go into the gas station, I have a purpose to go into the gas station. I don't want to go into the gas station, so I liked those pumps. I went out of my way to use those pumps. I mean, they were great. Especially when you're getting off work and you've been walking all day back and forth, you know, you put a, you know, at least five, six, seven miles under on your feet that day. And you get off work and you need gas. You don't want to have to run in and out. So it was always great. You know, just, you know, grab my wallet, threw some cash in the, in the pump and off I went. And I thought it was a great way to get rid of spare change, too. I mean, you know, like dollar bills and stuff. I thought it was always good. 
And I just went to a gas station that's open for people who only have credit cards. And I thought, boy, I wish those gas stations were here. Because those things were freaking awesome. Yeah, now I gotta go to a different gas station. Because that gas station wasn't ready for me. So I've gone back to the high school. I try to grab my son. Hopefully he's here. Maybe he's not. I don't know. Great if he was. running around on a Friday night. I'm never doing anything. I'm never partying. I'm never doing anything on a Friday night. But I hate running around on a Friday night. And I'll tell you why I hate it. And I'll tell you exactly why. Police have nothing better to do. Nothing better to do. They really don't. Police have nothing better to do. In this particular area where I live, the cops literally have nothing better to do but to sit there and, and watch traffic. And I'm never doing anything. I don't party. I don't go out. I, you know, I have no reason to worry or fear or have problems with a police officer. They have nothing better to do. So you, just because you're out and about on a Friday night, you're under the microscope and I, I hate that I hate that feeling but it's true it's like you go by and you'll see I'll see five six I'll see more cops on a Friday night when there's no traffic than I will throughout the week when there's plenty of traffic but the cops here literally have nothing to do I mean they literally they have nothing to do and um on a Friday night, I'm sure they got stuff to do, but I'm saying is you're more likely going to see more police on a Friday night than any other day of the week. Of course, you know, it's party night. Everybody's out getting drunk and running around doing stupid shit. But, like, for me, I'm not doing anything. I'm just getting my son from a basketball game, picking him up at his high school. And, um, excuse me. I already passed like four cops. Just that one moment ago when I left the high school and came back, I passed like five cops. <laughs> I'm like, what are you guys doing on a Friday night? Just, just, you know, waiting. Well, this is Danger Close USA Resistance Podcast Radio. This is your host, Jeff Kaufman. I do my show out of my van whenever I'm not at the house because we have more children than we have room to breathe um, I started this podcast because I've noticed uh, 
throughout the years that there's a tremendous amount of conservative media outlets and very little uh, anything else. Not even talking about liberal uh, talk outlets or talk radio or anything like that. I'm just talking in general. There's nothing else. Um, so I saw a need for it and I'm trying to fill it. And I'm calling it resistance radio because we're all resisting in our own way. I'm resisting in my own way. You're resisting in your own way. Um, it doesn't matter if you're a liberal or conservative or uh, in the middle or uh, whatever. Um, you love this country and you think something's wrong with Donald Trump, I'm with you. That's the way I look at it. Anyways, uh, if you enjoy my show and you want to donate, uh, I would love to get some Amazon gift cards. Makes my day. Uh, I do some shopping for my kids on online, or my wife, or myself. Um, I got a wish list on Amazon. It's things I'd rather buy other than Donald Trump's wall. <laughs> but actually, if you just do a, a Google search for my uh, account on there, I think, or I don't even know. You, you just you go to go to the e-gift section on Amazon.com. Go to the e-gifts. Buy me an e-gift card. Send it to Sharp. Chef Jeff at Gmail. Sharp Chef Jeff at Gmail. I'll accept it. It'd be really, really great. I'll uh I'll post online what I buy with it. It'd be cool. Whatever it is. Camping gear. Fishing gear. The more you give me, the more I'll spend. I promise. And if you're interested in donating in other ways, let me know. If you'd like to advertise on my show, let me know. Uh, just drop me a line at sharpchefjeff at gmail.com. Uh, make the title of the uh, email uh, Danger Close USA. I'll find it, even if it goes to my spam folder. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm going to sit here and wait for my son. Um, if you'd like to help out, those are the ways you can help out. If you enjoy my show, share it. Uh, tweet about it. Facebook about it. Whatever. I appreciate any exposure you can give me. And if you don't like my show, let me know. You can send me a message uh, anytime you want. Send me an email anytime you want. If you'd like to text me or call, I have a phone number that was made up for this radio station. Make-believe radio station because I'm not syndicated. Uh, 828-360-3692. You can send a text or call, whatever you'd like to do. Uh... I have to go online to read them, but uh, it's cool. Appreciate it. This was Danger Close USA Resistance Podcast Radio. Your host, Jeff Kaufman. It's been a wonderful Friday evening so far. I'm at the school waiting for my kid. And uh, I hope you have a good evening. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Saturday and Sunday. Take a day off. Relax. Sit back. Stop worrying about Trump. Well, you're not going to be able to do that until he's gone. But until then, <laughs> try. God bless America. And uh, take care of yourself. See ya.